Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. Big week here on the Flats, a lot going on. We've got Georgia Tech baseball learning their fate for the NCAA tournament. Uh, this coming Monday, Georgia Tech men's golf team competing for a national championship this weekend. And before we get to that, we are joined by a very special guest, one of the lead voices of the ACC Network launched in August, and a Yellow Jacket Hall of Famer, Wes Durham, joining us here live from the uh, ACC baseball tournament in Durham. And Wes, I know baseball on the mind right now, but we're less than 100 days away from the launch of the ACC Network, Georgia Tech football playing their first two games mm. on the network. Have you gotten your assignments yet, and how excited are <laughs> are you i'm very excited wiley um but no i don't i don't even know who my partner is let alone <laughs> the games i'm getting uh but they've done a marvelous job of putting together you know at least on the on the early front really good people uh i've had a chance to spend some time obviously i know roddy jones i mean that was a that was an easy one um eric mclean i've gotten to know a little bit uh got to talk to mark herslick a little bit the acc spring meetings I'm excited to work with Eric Wood. Uh, I think he's a really good guy. I think somebody who has a really bright future in this business. And then, you know, Coach Rick's obviously going to be involved in studio. And they're kind of Chris Cotter I've known for a long time. A lot of tech people and people in Atlanta are familiar with him. So they're doing a really good job. I've gotten to know Kelsey Riggs out of Charlotte, who was hired to be kind of an anchor reporter for him. And I met her for the first time at the ACC tournament and think she's got a really bright future as well. So I'm excited. I've gotten to meet, you know, the producer, obviously, who's going to do our morning show and some of the other people. Uh, but we're moving on a pretty fast track now, so we'll see what happens. And a lot of the passengers on that fast track are now with Georgia Tech ties. You've yeah. got Chris Cotter, Ronnie Jones, and yourself. Uh, is it nice to have a little North Avenue trade school representation? <laughs> yeah, and also uh, Tom Luganville, who spent a season in Atlanta, is going to be involved in our show uh, <laughs> in one form or another, I'm sure. Whether Packer and Sisty brings breakfast every time or not, I'm not sure how all it works. <laughs> but, um, no, Lugs is going to play a big role in it, uh, not only from an expertise of college football, but also – uh, from the recruiting stuff he does as well. So, yeah, we're excited. I think we're putting together a really fun group. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of work to be done, uh, but I think, as I've told you before and I've told other people too, a lot of the work and a lot of the credit for the work is going to go to the people at these campuses that have put these facilities in. Uh, in my opinion, that's going to be a real difference maker in the ACC launch compared to some other networks. And at Georgia Tech, that's Andy Blanton. At, at Carolina, it's Ken Cleary. It's Rick Bagby at Clemson. It's a, you know, a myriad of folks up and down the ACC uh, footprint. And, and I'm excited to see how much of a benefit that will give us down the road. Andy Blanton, Todd McCarthy, Kyle Apat, Matt Sims, all yeah, those guys all so heavily involved. Uh, as far as the network and its impact on Georgia Tech, for, for a Georgia Tech fan to hear this is great news, great news, why is this great news for the conference and for Georgia Tech specifically? Well, I think, first of all, you have to envision what it means for a member school to have the ability for all of their sports to be showcased on a channel, either a linear channel or, you know, an over-the-top application. Um, for me, and somebody who worked at Georgia Tech for a long time, I look at it as a way that the school's sports may be the not-so-obvious ones. Uh, in the case of baseball, for instance, a lot of baseball games are on TV or an over-the-top piece on the network. Uh, the other sports, too, volleyball, what Coach Fortner may have a chance to do with basketball. Um, and then you get to other things that are going to be also, I think, in some ways very interesting. What's the golf tournament going to look like on TV, both women's and men's? Um, what's softball going to look like? And softball, to me, softball, volleyball, uh, 
baseball, women's basketball, th those are the sports that are going to emerge even more as a result of the network. And I can say that because I've seen what's happened to the other channels, both on the Big Ten side and, and certainly what the SEC's done the last few years. Now, as far as Tech fans are concerned, anything they need to do between now and the launch uh, to help out the network? or Number one thing I would tell fans to do, uh, Georgia Tech fans or any fan of an ACC school, is call your cable or satellite company to make sure they're going to carry it. Now, you know DirecTV already has an arrangement, but I've been asked, and my wife Vicky's been asked countless times, what about like Xfinity? What about Comcast? What about you know Spectrum in other states? Uh, things like that. Call your cable operator. The most impactful thing any fan can do is make the phone call uh, because they're going to register you with, uh, you know, wanting that channel. And I promise you, it's still done the old-fashioned way. And a phone call can have a major, major impact. We were just at the spring meetings doing two days of shows down there, and uh, Kevin White, who's the chairman of the television committee, said, uh, on our Sirius XM show, he said people need to still call their cable operator. Don't assume it's a given. Um, and that's really important because, Wiley, people are listening to your podcast today who are, are Georgia Tech fans but don't necessarily live in Georgia. And we're seeing here in the television landscape that sometimes uh, cable companies can change their arrangement. So if you're a Georgia Tech fan, let's say you live in the Midwest or on the West Coast or, or someplace like that or in the Northeast, you need to call your cable operator and tell them, I want the ACC network when it launches on August 22nd. And keep in mind, a week later, Georgia Tech's first yeah. football game is going to be available uh, on video only on the ACC network That's exclusively. Right. So yeah. if you want to watch Tech and Clemson, you've got to have the ACC network. Yeah. Same goes for Georgia Tech and if South Florida. If you want to see Parker and Durham that yeah. morning live from Clemson, <laughs> you're going to need to see. You're going to need to have the ACC network. So we're going to be live the morning of the game from Clemson. I have no idea where, but... It's a scary thought that we're going to launch a show on uh, the 22nd and a week later we're going to go on location. But apparently that's going to be uh, some of our mode of operation during the year, so I better get ready for that too. Well, great things happen fast, right? Well, yeah. uh, Coach, or, uh, Wes, this is the first time we've had you on uh, the podcast since Coach Jeff Collins was hired. Yeah. And, and what's the latest uh, impression you've gotten from him as well as from across the league? Because you guys live and breathe it every day. Yeah, the energy and the momentum he's bringing is obviously tremendous. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see how this unfolds for him. Uh, you know, the one thing I'm really excited about is, you know, he put together a really good staff. Some guys he obviously was familiar with at Temple and other guys who that he wanted to have. And I think it's great that there are former Jackets back like Brent Key and Tashard Choice and Will Glover and Nathan Burton and Marco Coleman and, you know, all these guys that are involved in the program. I think that's really, really important. But I think Jeff knows, too, that it's, it's not going to be an easy transition. This is a difficult league now. Um, you know, that's everybody looks at Clemson, and Clemson is an elite team in this country, Wiley. But you know, there are a lot of really uh, good other teams, and, and and Georgia Tech's schedule is difficult. Roddy Jones and I were talking about during the spring game, you know, of how difficult the front end is because South Florida and Temple won't be layups; those will be good teams to play. So, yeah, the opening night thing is huge. It's great that Georgia Tech and Clemson get to play on that stage, but. At the same time, I know that this will be a week-to-week -week thing for Coach Collins, and I'm excited to see him. Jeff is Jeff's a friend and, and did a great job here as a GA and then coming back and being on staff in 06, 13 years ago. And 
I'm delighted he's had an opportunity to come back to Georgia Tech as the head coach. We've got plenty of time to get revved up for football, but right now a couple of your old friends, head coach Bruce Hepler for the golf yeah. team and uh, Danny Hall leading the Yellow Jacket baseball team, yeah. they're on the cusp of for Coach Hepler wrapping up the national tournament for Danny Hall getting started. How excited are you to see their success this year in particular with Coach Hall getting coach of the year and Coach Hepler year in, year out? Well, you know, and obviously uh, both are very good friends. Uh, Bruce, uh, especially because my wife worked for him for so many years in golf at Georgia Tech, and so Vicky and I still follow the program there. And, and for Danny, my friendship here with him dates back to, you know, when I arrived. Bruce was hired like 10 days before I was <laughs> I in know. 1995. Danny was hired a year earlier, obviously, when Coach Morris left to go to Miami. So uh, very happy for both guys. Um, Danny especially because I know how hard the last couple of years have been. Bruce just continues to kind of refine guys. Um, you know, if there's not a Snyder Jans involved, there's somebody else involved. So I'm particularly excited for him. Uh, I know both are still kind of chasing that holy grail a little bit. Uh, but they also have uh, become very, very introspective about what the success means at this particular point in their career. So uh, I wish both of them luck. It was great to catch up with Bruce a couple weeks ago and Danny this week. Uh, prior to coming up here for the tournament. And, uh, you know, you, you always pull for your friends in this business. And uh, it's funny because uh, my mom always tells me now I have more friends at more schools. <laughs> and after going to television, that's honestly true because Elliot Avon at NC State's a very good friend. Dave Doran at NC State, their football coach, is a good friend. Um, and a lot of different guys have become good friends. And uh, it, it's great to see when your friends do well. Well, it is. Well, uh, at the West, I think that's the sentiment a lot of uh, Georgia Tech fans feel about you. Oh, uh, thanks. On television. Well, so. we're excited. It'll be fun to see what happens. It'll be an ever-evolving landscape here in the next year or so, I'm sure. But uh, I, I feel very fortunate and very blessed to be part of it. Well, I think every uh, Tech fan is thrilled to have you along for the ride as well. West Durham, thanks for your time. And uh, get some rest. Heavy week of baseball here in yeah. Durham. Yeah, you get a lot of it in one fell swoop. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, up next we'll have head coach Bruce Hepler as his team gets set to battle for a national championship in Arkansas. This on From the Flats. And we're joined by Georgia Tech head golf coach Bruce Hepler leading his team to the NCAA championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas at Blessings Golf Club as the Yellow Jackets uh, seek their first ever national championship on the golf course. And uh, coach, before we turn our attention uh, to this weekend's assignment, as you look back at the regional up in uh, Pullman, Washington State, it was a, a tight finish for you guys. And with that in mind, you, the last couple of times out, you'd kind of cruise to a win. But do you think that added pressure almost helped you guys going into this week? Well, I, I think it was good to be um, in a boxing match a little bit. I think a little bit of fighting and a little bit of stress. Because uh, they're, 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 they'll find some this week. Um, it's four days. You don't usually breeze through a four-day event without having a day where it's just not quite right. And uh, we hadn't had one of those. In a, in a couple trips, so I, I think them fighting and clawing and it coming out on the right side of it this year. Uh, I'm thinking at some point in this event, we're going to have a day like that, and they know they, they can come back, and if they get off to a bad start, they can finish that up. So it uh, wasn't a lot of fun while we were in the middle of it, but I, I think it will be a very helpful day. This is a course uh, your team's familiar with, having uh, gone out there last spring break uh, in 2018. How much does that help you, uh, or this group in particular, a group that's competing in their first ever uh, and City Lake Championship. Yeah, you know, we got we played today, and I thought it was really great. I think we kind of knew where we were going rather than trying to figure out where to go, and we hit a lot of really good shots today. Uh, they drove the ball great because I think we kind of knew where the lines were already. So 
Um, we'll see. Um, I think it made the practice round much more valuable. And, and hopefully the same thing will happen when we go again tomorrow afternoon. As far as the junior class with uh, Luke, Tyler, and Andy, those guys, uh, this is their first opportunity on this big stage, but you've got to feel like they've uh, picked up enough experience over the last couple of years to where they can go out there and perform pretty well, right? Well, I know this is, they put a big old championship on the end of this, but we, we've, we've always tried to play a, a schedule that's a top five schedule throughout the year. So uh, it's not like we, we've seen all these teams before. Uh, we've played against them, and I, you know, that's I think that's one of the reasons why we play the schedule that we play. So when we get here, it's just not that big a deal. So even though it's their first rodeo here, uh, I think if you look at, I think we had a schedule ranked second or third in the country. So they, they've experienced this kind of competition really now for three years. So I, I think we'll be okay when that when that happens. Coach, you've been to this event numerous times, and, and I imagine every team you take uh, is a little different. What makes this team unique and and what is the message they need to hear from you before they take the course on Friday? Well, I think they're, you know, great drivers of the ball. And this place is very, very demanding. I think you can, if you can drive the ball in the fairway here for four days, for the most part, uh, I think the golf course is playable. If you don't, it's it's going to be a long day. And I, I think it's maybe the best driving team overall, one through five we've ever had. Uh, and it's long and straight. And so they, they gives them a chance to play well. And again, the key is, just talked about it again this evening, is they just have to be themselves. We, we don't have to be better than we've been all year for us to be successful here. If they can figure out on this stage for Andy just to be who he is this spring and Luke will do what he's done this year and those guys, then, then we'll be fine. It's, it's plenty good enough. It's when you think that, you know, you've got to go on some magical journey and be perfect and better than you've been is when you run into trouble. So just try to reiterate again this evening that they're good enough if they can just be themselves. We don't have to be better than we've been all year. Well, Coach, thanks for your time. Uh, best of luck this weekend. Jackets, one of 30 teams descended upon Fayetteville, Arkansas for the NCAA championship. Uh, that field will be whittled down to eight before match play begins. And Georgia Tech has uh, tough an opponent out there in Arkansas. Coach, best of luck. We'll be following along. Thank you. Appreciate it. Next up, we'll hear from head coach Danny Hall as the Yellow Jackets look to continue their run in the ACC Baseball Championship in Durham. This is from the Flats. And we're now joined by ACC Coach of the Year, Head Coach Danny Hall, getting set for uh, one final weekend before Selection Monday. A big win on Tuesday against Notre Dame in game one of pool play. Coach, uh, what were your thoughts uh, with the 12-6 uh, win? Oh, very happy we won. Felt like uh, Amos Willingham uh, really threw the ball well. Uh, we had a big inning and kind of got a little separation and proceeded to kind of put them back in the game by not maybe making some plays we needed to make, but uh, in the end, added some runs late. So happy uh, for the win and, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, trying to advance on into uh, the semifinals. So one more game guaranteed Friday against Duke at 11. Could see up to two more games Saturday and Sunday in a semifinal and a championship. How much do you think you could change uh, the opinion of a committee with just three games remaining? You look at your body of work right now, it's awfully solid. How important are these next three games? Oh, I think they're important. You know, you want to you want to play well. You want to win every game you uh, you can play. Uh, how much that would go into play in these committee meetings when they start looking at teams and looking at top eight seeds? I don't know. I do know that our body of work to this point is really, really good and one of the best in the country. And uh, so, feel good about what we've done to this point. A chance to win forty games Friday at eleven. Uh, 
in addition to your coach of the year honors, he also had six players earn all conference honors. And, and one name in particular, Tristan English, who's just the third player in school history or the fourth player in school history to win three first team all conference honors in his career. And, and one of the numbers that has stuck out to me about him this year is, is the lack of strikeouts. He's done a real nice job of, of finding a way to put the ball in play. Has he made an adjustment this year? Or is it just a case of having more and more experience? I think it's probably both. I think that uh, James Ramsey's done a really good job of uh, convincing him uh, what he should swing at, what he shouldn't swing at. But to his credit, uh, he's got to step in that box and execute it. I do think he, you know, he's got more experience and uh, was not aware that, you know, who's the other guy? Jason Veritek. It was first team three times. Jason Veritek, Andy Bruce, and Eric Patterson. That's great company to uh, to be in. So. Uh, he's been a really good player for us, battled a lot of injuries. Uh, I'm glad he's on our team, but I think more importantly, he, between the experience and then just between you know, having a really, really good approach that I think he and James Ramsey has worked on, uh, I think he's benefiting from it. And with that Coach of the Year honors, you're now uh, one of uh, a select few that have won that award four or more times, I believe tied for third uh, with your fourth Coach of the Year honor. Does this one feel any different than the first three, just knowing what this team has been through the last couple of years to come out and have a year like this? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think we, nobody was happy where, uh, you know, we have been uh, the last few years. And uh, so to kind of have a bounce back year that we thought we were definitely capable of having to play well in the ACC, play well uh, non-conference, uh, yeah, it just uh, – kind of reestablishes that, uh, you know, we're relevant and we want to be relevant not only in our state, but be relevant in the ACC and be relevant nationally. Speaking of uh, the national uh, scope, Field of 64 will be uh, released uh, Monday at noon, uh, top eight seeds as well. know the Yellow Jackets are hoping to see their name among those uh, top eight teams. What are the plans for Monday uh, as far as watching the selection show or have they been made yet? We haven't made them yet, but we'll make them. Uh, you know, I think we'll we'll figure out a spot to uh, watch the game or watch the show, and uh, but we'll have something put together. Uh, you know, before uh, before Monday, to uh, watch it as a team. Well, first things first, take a pair of business this weekend in Durham. My coach, thanks for your time. Thank you, Wiley. All right, so that is head coach Danny Hall. Yellow Jackets continue their ACC tournament run Friday at 11, hopefully on into the weekend. Head coach Bruce Hepler of the golf team leads the Jackets in the national championship over in Arkansas. Keep it locked on Ramarack.com. This has been From the Flats. You've been listening to the From the Flats podcast. Be sure to tune in to the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network on game days for live coverage. And subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the Yellow Jackets.